Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres from Charlotte, North Carolina, and Gordon Mott from the Diocese of Columbus. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Praise be Jesus Christ. Now and forever. <laughs> okay, today I'd like to talk about uh, the seasons. Not the four seasons necessarily, um, and not just the liturgical seasons, uh, but kind of seasons in a broad sense. Holiday seasons, uh, the seasons of our lives, and, and how this affects ourselves as people, as persons. Uh, created by God to be a part of this world, and also the effects of maybe skipping the seasons, um, which I think I will share some examples of that in a little bit. Um, You know, one of the biggest examples, I think, is the big jump, skipping over Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Thanksgiving is one of my favorite secular holidays, so to speak. Um, And it seems like as soon as Halloween's over, Christmas trees go up in the store. Yeah. Um, and I think we miss something in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I we were created by God and his image and likeness to be a part of the world. Man and woman were given dominion over the earth, mm-hmm. which I assume had seasons. Um, I don't know if it rained and iced and snowed in the garden, but maybe it <laughs> did. I don't know. Um, but I think the seasons play an important part in our lives, obviously, our psyche. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I eat more when it starts getting colder. Yeah, I do too. Um, um, there's also this deal of of summertime and the freedom that we feel um, in summer for break, relaxation, mm-hmm. spending time with family, uh, maybe traveling to spend a week or two with grandparents or aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. um, and all of that, like I was saying, plays a role in our lives. Yeah, right. Um, so I don't know. If if I already kind of threw out there Thanksgiving being my favorite holiday, so obviously I'm, I'm very scarred when it gets skipped. <laughs> uh, do y'all have experiences of of holidays maybe that you look forward to, um, or not even holidays but seasons? Yeah, I, I love the fall. I love the fall, um, and I would agree that uh, Thanksgiving is up there at least <laughs> in one of my favorite holidays. Um, just that time with. You know, being with family, mm-hmm. um, as seminarians, um, you know, uh, coming home after, you know, our tests and papers or whatnot, um, and being able to just relax for a little while with family, good food, um, mm-hmm. the weather is, you know, growing colder and, you know, it's, it's time for, you know, a cozy hot chocolate by the fire or whatever. <laughs> or your pumpkin spice <laughs> or, latte. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm not that basic, please. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I I, I uh, sympathize with the the choice of Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas too. Um, kind of ties in with that um, uh, that notion of just family and and mm-hmm. being together. 
Uh, it's almost a nostalgic um, sentimentality. So, which nostalgia? I think it's a bad rap a lot of times. Yeah, that yeah. we try to hold on to things for because of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the memories that surround the season, summer vacations or Christmas holidays. Yeah. Right, that's also important. Yeah. It preserves a part of our identity yeah. um, as members of a family. Yeah. Jonathan? I think um, I, I think nostalgia gets um, too much of a bad rap. I once heard a, um, a philosopher call um, going to um, – dying and going to heaven is – must be like a coming home. Mm. Um, and he related it to – I think it was Benedict XVI who said, um, we all have a nostalgia for God. Yeah. Um, and so that idea of um, uh, of going home to where we belong, yeah, um, yeah, I think that that's you know being with family, especially in these um, these times of celebration, um, is kind of a foreshadowing of you know our end. Wow. Um, yeah. uh, being in community with those we love, where we belong, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that that that's um, like I said, a foreshadowing of of heaven almost. So. Wow, yeah, I think that's a really profound uh, insight. That's- yeah. Well, you always hear about we come from God and we're going back to God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to put it in a much more familial way. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, this reference to home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, that's really, uh, that's it, a lot to think about. That's yeah, a lot to yeah. take to prayer, I think, especially um, when holidays approach. Yeah. Uh, to kind of think about that and, and – your time with family and friends being that foretaste yeah, absolutely. of heaven. And we can get so caught up on um, the materialism mm-hmm. of, you know, just all the food. We get so hooked up on, uh, like, who's cooking what, and we can lose sight of, you know, the community and our family. Um, I think it's it's important to always just recognize, like, why why are we gathering, you know? What's the, yeah. what's the meaning behind the tradition? Um, uh, because, you know, these, these traditions with the lowercase t, as it mm-hmm. were, they mean something, you yeah. know, um, and gathering with family is, is not arbitrary. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, these things speak to us on a very deep level. So, yeah. Yeah. I think there's also this tension that exists between our secular calendar and obviously the liturgical calendar. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially a lot of times spring break falls during Lent. Yeah. So during our <laughs> penitential season, um, we're getting a week off of school. Um, <laughs> And maybe leaving that penance and prayer behind yeah. uh, a little bit, losing maybe seven days, maybe ten days if you put the weekends on yeah. both ends uh, <laughs> of the week. That's right. Um, and then also, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the jump into Christmas yeah. uh, after after uh, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. and skipping Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's – um, you need the, – the lack of preparation for Christmas is really um, jarring. Um, and I think that, you know, the church gives us these seasons of, you know, Advent and Lent to prepare for the great glory um, that awaits us at the end of, oh, of that season. Yeah. Mea culpa. Maybe I should have said <laughs> that jumping into Christmas too soon skips Advent, not Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just showed yeah, myself no, there a little bit. It's okay, you pagan. Yeah. <laughs> That's from the secular perspective, you know. We're talking about seasons secularly and liturgically, so that's fair. <laughs> but um, no, but there is something to that. Like, there is no resurrection without the cross. Exactly. Um, you know, you have to have one before the other. Um, and so the church wisely gives us these times of um, introspection mm-hmm. um, to detach ourselves from any anything that might be preventing us from uniting ourselves more closely to the Lord. Yeah. Um, in the glory of His incarnation, His birth, and 
in his resurrection. Yeah, so yeah. those seasons are hugely important. Yeah. Hugely important. But I think the secular times are too, right? Spring break is important yeah. because you get to that point in especially a school semester and you've got to catch a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people who don't think spring break's important need to come spend a, some time with me at seminary. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. No. Absolutely. And I think the, the church also recognizes the importance of the secular seasons mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, or just the natural se- seasons may be a better way to put it. Yeah. But, you know, we decorate our churches with lilies, you mm-hmm. know, like the springtime is kind of um, a, a simile or a, an analogy to Christ rising from the dead. Yeah. Um, the winter moving into spring, you know, mm-hmm. that dead into, uh, into life. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's a connection to that, um, to that natural um, season. Well, and the missile even in, includes instructions for the decoration of the church. Um, and, you know, includes, I, th- I think there's a directive in there talking about seasonally appropriate flowers, actually. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the, uh, so, I mean, we're always, you know, sanctifying the world around yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and yeah. recalling God's ordering of things. Right. Yeah, and I think that just speaks so much about the incarnation, right? The Word yeah. became flesh. Uh, the second person of the Trinity became one of us and mm-hmm. lived in this world. And so I don't know if Jesus ever had spring break from school in Nazareth, um, but <laughs> he definitely understood the seasons, these natural seasons, yeah. um, and the celebrations that kind of went with them or the time of pilgrimage, right? The family went yeah. uh, to Jerusalem when he was lost in the temple. Yeah. And so he he knew in a very real way um, how our lives, both spiritually and just personally, fit into uh, the the world that we live in. Yeah, yeah. There's a time to, you know, reap. There's a time to sow. There's, there's Ecclesiastes. Oh, Ecclesiastes, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, Koheleth. Yes, yes. So just recognizing even those seasons, even within us, right? There's a time to be sad. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to rejoice and pray. Um, all these seasons are, um, you can't really hi- uh, list them hierarchically, yeah. as it were. Well, I mean, if you look in the scripture, right? Anytime before uh, a major event in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have that same line appears over and over again. He went away to a lonely place to pray, Mm -hmm. which is not like lonely, like, oh, I'm sad. I'm not with anybody, but like a place to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. So like talking about the value of spring break and, you know, being able to kind of step back. Yeah. Well, if our Lord led by example, then, you know, then there's totally value in, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. A little vacation time. Oh, yes. Um, but also those times of, of prayer and retreat. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as as days get shorter, I find myself needing more and more rest or thinking I do <laughs> or, or qualifying that I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If the sun goes down earlier, that must mean I should nap more um, or sleep more. Um, and I think that there's something that is natural to that that, that speaks – Maybe to our spiritual life, right? It calls us mm. to be inside more. Yeah. Maybe in the chapel more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's really to me a manifestation of of where the Lord calls us, how the seasons change. Yeah. Um, in these, you know, it's so it's coincidental when when it's very bad weather outside, the semester is drawing to a close. Yeah. And we're able to spend more time maybe writing papers or yeah, studying or, or catching up on to, yes, yeah. ideally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also then looking at the scriptures and parables, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're seasonal as well, right? Yeah. The time for planning and then the time for reaping of yeah. harvesting. Right, right. Um, and then the time in between of cultivation and growth. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how that lines up in our lives, yeah. uh, I think, is significant as well. I think so, too. Um, although, you know, in Charlotte, I for some reason, in the past, like, five, six years, it's always been raining on Christmas Day. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know if this is some spiritual thing. Yeah, <laughs> pro- Charlotte needs to pray. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at 1 p.m., and in the audio archives at stgabrielradio.com. I'm Dalton Irvin from the Diocese of Victoria in Texas. Joining me are Jonathan Torres of the Diocese of Charlotte and Gordon Mott of Columbus. Okay, we're talking about seasons, times of the year, um, liturgical seasons, as well as what we're, we're going to call natural seasons, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to secular holiday, perhaps, um, and how these affect us as people. Um, I'd like to maybe if maybe if you have experiences of what it's been like when one of those seasons was skipped in your life. Hmm. Um, if you can maybe recall a missed holiday or uh, maybe something was going on in your life and you missed a vacation, or maybe there was a summer where your life was in such a way that you didn't get a summer vacation. Yeah, uh, and maybe what that did to you on a natural or maybe even spiritual level yeah i remember there was one time after i graduated from belmont abbey um and that was obviously may um and so i had a full-time job lined up and um i remember that was my first summer where i spent every day inside working wow um and i was so hooked up on my work that i didn't um by the end of the summer i started feeling burnt out a little bit um and so, and I, and I just remember talking to a friend. He's like, yeah, you know, we're not in school anymore. Summers are just another part of our lives now, you know, whereas yeah. before we looked forward to the summer break and now it's just, well, now it's normal life, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, welcome to adulthood. Um, but I think even then, um, it, it just made me realize like to uh, step back um, and still, you know, being able to um, enjoy um, the summer. Um, mm-hmm. in the best way I could possibly do that. Um, it was different, obviously. It wasn't every day. I wasn't just bumming around watching TV or, you know, going outside and swimming. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, uh, there was still a, um, uh, a a recognition that I needed to take some time and, you know, enjoy the summer with my family as best as I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, after work. Uh, meeting up with them and, and, and uh, you know, going out for a swim or, you know, ice cream or whatever. Yeah. And I think recognizing that it is possible in the summer because days are longer. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's almost like a natural gift from God, I think. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think. I mean, I'm not trying to baptize everything that's going on no, in the world. No, but, you know, world, there but... is this, there, you know, speaking of seasons, um, there is this old idea. I think it was more of a medieval or Renaissance idea that the seasons were lined up with the temperaments of the human person um and so i don't know if anybody's familiar with the the four temperaments um phlegmatic being a little bit more laid back Mm -hmm. um a little lazier they tend to be more lazier but they're also really um adaptable in um uh in uh, under stress um then you have cholerics like type a that are you know go-getters um they don't work well with others because they they always (laughs) want to be the boss um sanguines that are just party people you know or or, um people pleasers um and they just love to be the life of the party 
and then the me- melancholic, which is kind of the um, withdrawn personality. Um, those are kind of the, the the four general temperaments that we all can kind of fall into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the um, the medievals kind of um, lined them up with seasons of the year. Oh wow! And so um, the winter um, would be uh, indicative of the melancholic. Um, summer would be sanguine, um, or spring would be sanguine. Spring would be sanguine, and then choleric is winter. Fall is uh, phlegmatic, um, and so they saw the the um, the cycles of the seasons as almost being a macro macrocosm of the microcosm of the human person. Yeah, um, I just thought I was I don't know how exactly how that relates, but it, it is inter- interesting to see how you know our our world undergoes these emotions, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, see, thinking of seasons as emotions. So. When I think what's very significant about that. And and this is thinking out loud and could probably get me in trouble with any very strong <laughs> theologian out there who may or may not be listening. But uh Dr. Murphy or Father Murphy right? <laughs> to think that if we if we say all of creation has God's thumbprint on it, mm. that's why God can be found naturally yeah. right? um through natural philosophy. Um then there's something about about him in everything. Mm-hmm. Um and man Man and woman, he created them in his image and likeness. Yeah. If we have these temperaments or these tempers, it would seem then to be natural that creation also, yeah, um, a part of his handiwork, mm-hmm. would express something about that. Absolutely. I, I, I'm on board with that, so I wouldn't be dissenting. <laughs> yeah. So Pope Francis in Laudato Si said that the universe unfolds in God who fills it completely. Hence, there is a mystical meaning to be found in a leaf, in a mountain trail, in a dewdrop, in a poor person's face. The ideal is not only to pass from the exterior to the interior to discover the actions of God in the soul, but also to discover God in all things. So it seems like Papa Francis totally has your back on that. Too, yeah, so. yeah. That's good to hear. I, I got disheartened with Laudato Si when I heard that he said we shouldn't run the air conditioning so much. <laughs> I I sent him a postcard <laughs> inviting him to come to Texas in the summer. Um, I've yet to hear back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, but I think that that's um, kind of go, uh, bouncing off of Gordon's point and what we've been talking about. Um, the idea of creation and man um, mimicking man as the pinnacle of creation and being an image of the rest of creation. How, you know, you have the traditional chain of being of all of creation falling in within material reality and spiritual reality. You know, you mm-hmm. have angels and God, and then you have animals, plants, and rocks, um, and man kind of being in the middle of that, mm-hmm. being both spiritual and material. Yeah. Um, and so, again, that image of man as a microcosm of the macrocosm. I, I just love that idea. I, I love how the medievals were able to synthesize um, this this kind of um, cohesive world view um, yeah. into one another. So. Yeah, I think um, that is worthy of prayer to look at because sometimes I think we allow the outside to affect us in ways yeah. that maybe it shouldn't mm-hmm. um, when we do become a little more lazy yeah, um, and then justify it with, with the weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, in Columbus, when this permacloud shows up, we can only justify laying around and watching TV so long. <laughs> Before we have to get up <laughs> yeah. and, and do some work. And do a holy hour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, work, work, work. Prayer is always going on. We're always praying. We're always making holy hours. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, so there's this 
there's this deal then, as as we've seen, uh, this expression in the person um, of what's going on mm-hmm. outside. Uh, we've we've talked a little about missing. You know, you talked about missing that summer uh, because you were working. Yeah, I can I can sympathize with that. Um, missing a summer right before I started my pastoral year, I was doing clinical pastoral education. Mm. Uh, in Dallas, and it's a 10-week intensive hospital chaplaincy training. And that was the first time I, I really didn't have a summer. Mm-hmm. And then when the next fall rolled around, I was like, wow, it's all, when, do I, when do I break? When do, <laughs> when do I rest? Um, and so losing, I felt like I had lost something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I share that, that idea with you of having to find time. Yeah. Um, Having to go maybe out of the way mm-hmm. to do that, which can be hard and inconvenient. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a part of the changing state in life, mm-hmm. not realizing not everyone gets the break. Yeah, um, yeah. And kind of on pastoral year also was the first time I wasn't at home with my parents on Christmas Day. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah. realizing that that's the life that we're probably all going to have yeah. one day here, Yeah, us three. Um, but just how those things change. And how they affect us and how, in a sense, we just have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um, and be a part of this creation and this created order um, with the seasons and the holidays. And yeah, yeah. The breaks and what that does to our parishes. You know, when people are on, on holiday vacation, not in the pews in your church necessarily, but hopefully you're all finding some pews to be in right. as you travel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And not to be so passive about the seasons too, right? Like no matter... You know, rain, snow, sleet, or hail. You know, you're <laughs> you are constant with, and with the United mail. States Postal <laughs> Service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, to enter into them, uh, to enter into every season, I think is important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to resonate with every holiday, um, and appreciate, especially that point you made of these experiences with family and home and yeah. friends are foretastes uh, of ultimately are called to be back with God yep. back home. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there uh, anything else y'all can think of uh, specifically seasonally, how, whether it's liturgical, natural? One, this is more natural, but uh, one uh, memory that I, I loved uh, that I go back to, um, re- reminisce over, is going pumpkin picking with my family. Oh, yeah. I, I loved pumpkin picking with my family. Um, especially growing up in New York, um, the the fall was always um, it's similar to Columbus, not as much rain, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, just going out and um, do a big um, pumpkin patch and picking pumpkins. I, I that was growing up. I love that. I love doing that. Um, yeah. Then we would be go, then we would go back home, uh, watch a movie, and yeah, like I said, fall is my favorite season. Yeah. So <laughs> I know for me, it's going back to Texas and seeing all the wildflowers in the spring, mm, the yeah. blue bonnets just. Fields of them, fields of oh, blue. Beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous! And I, you know, I ha- sometimes I have to look at pictures on my phone <laughs> of what it looks like just to remind me. You that don't get allergies? No. Oh well, then no. you're you're blessed. <laughs> you know, I mean, you always before before Easter, you had to go get your pictures taken in the blue bonnet. That's right. That's right. And the, the family would dress up and yes. yeah, exactly. And yeah. everybody matched. Well, I'm, I'm the oldest of nine children, 
So uh, I have eight siblings. So getting all of us coordinated to for that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. I never look forward to family pictures. So <laughs> there were only five of us, and my that's sisters easier. ran the show. They're younger than <laughs> me, but they they were still the bosses. That's easier. That's easier. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just we talked about at the beginning of the show nostalgia, and mm-hmm. like just right now talking about these. You know, back when we'd go yeah. lay out in the in the spring flowers and get pictures taken yeah um brings back that memory um, which is so important as to a christian yeah. life remembrance is absolutely essential to living a, a fruitful um christian life and ultimately god wants us to recall fondly on our lives and he's not he's not going to obliterate our past right he's yeah. going to fulfill them um and so it goes back to that um that quote by benedict saying we all have a nostalgia for God. Um, so. Yeah. And I think not just remembering the good things, because we realize not everybody has happy memories about every holiday. Sure, or, of course, yeah. Or anything like that. But also remembering uh, maybe some of the hard times mm-hmm. and thanking God for maybe lifting you out of that. Yeah. Uh, or looking right. at your your need to continue mm-hmm. um, being lifted out of that. Yeah. I think it's yeah. so important. That's, I think, Virgil, once his quote is, uh, uh, one day— you may be helped in your future by remembering your past. I love that idea. So, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. That's, uh, yeah. Especially when, you know, there's, they come, they come to us throughout the year, all these different moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and not skipping any of them, but yeah. taking each as a gift from God. And how the church is so attuned to that, um, to the changing of the seasons and being able to bring that up into its worship. Yeah. Uh, it's beautiful. So Totally incarnational. Yep. Um, and thanks be to God for that. Thanks for joining us for today's Seminarian Show. You can hear this show every Tuesday at noon and Sunday at 1 p.m. and in the audio archives at com. Let us close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you especially uh, for the gift of the incarnation of your Son, that he was one of us, that he lived in this world, that he made this world and all that happens in it holy. We ask you to be with us throughout every season of creation and in our lives. And we would ask that Mary walk with us as we pray together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of the seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at saintgabrielradio.com. Then-